here we are going again. We are your host, Nate. John. Psych, it's John. In your face, I was just going to take it. No, it's John. And Brandon. And Nate. Yeah, and Nate. And Jacob. No, it's Jacob. Because Nate's not here. He's on vacay. But it's cool. Because we're going to make this thing rock. We're going to talk to you guys about, you know, these fights last night. Mm -hmm. Crazy fights. Uh, The big rivalries finally seem settled. Or is it? And um, some other great things. We've got some good fights coming up. And yeah, it's just life right now. So... I'm not going to do... Nathan said you don't like the hard cuts, so I'm just right. going to... Slow fade. Slow, yeah, fade. slow fade it down. There it is. And it's going to slowly trickle, trickle, trickle. This is Neon Belly Podcast, folks. This is Alternate Universe episode where Jacob is Nathan, so... It's pretty exciting. How you fellas doing today? Start with Jacob. I had a great relaxing weekend, and we leave for Vegas Wednesday for a wedding, oh. so I've been trying to get some stuff done. We saw the Batman. We were talking about that. Mm-hmm. Before we went bowling, which is it's like a mixture of like beer pong, football, bowling. Mm-hmm. You were talking about that. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Me and Nathan's done it. Kind of like harder. Kind of yeah. harder than you thought, honestly. Because you're used to throwing it something like tall. Mm-hmm. And this is like, yeah. It's funny because like when we went, it seemed like the people who couldn't throw a football were way better because they'd get ricochets <laughs> and it would spin it's and weird flip. Weird bounces. Yeah. yeah. It was, but I liked it. I mean, and it's a pretty good, a pretty flawless business plan, right? Just get yeah, I mean, boards yeah. and football and netting. It's weird, you know. They didn't have food, so we all, you know, you're supposed to like bring your own food. So, mm-hmm. but that warehouse has to be so expensive to rent because it was, yeah. it was huge, massive. Yeah, but like I said, your overhead. I mean, you just replace some footballs, right? Yeah. So, how you doing over there, Brandon? Doing well. Saw the Batman, which you did as well. Mm-hmm. Just We're, got back from it. Fresh. It was for me, at least right now, as it sits fresh. I'll say best Batman movie so far. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people still think Dark Knight, but my thing is. Dark Knight was great, but I think it was great just because of the Joker. Mm-hmm. I think that was 90% of the reason why. And this movie, to me, just encapsulated everything I wanted from, you know, comic Batman. Like, right. really just pulling a lot of those elements. So, it was a great movie, man. Good yeah. job to Rob Pattinson. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was uh, it was done really well. I thought it was shot really well. I liked um, a lot of the scenes. I liked the different approach. You know, Batman's a story that's been told a hundred million times yeah, yep. by multiple different people. So to get a little bit of a <clears throat> different approach is nice. Where do you rate it on DC movies? Well, most of the DC movies suck, right. so it was really good. Is it better than Green Lantern? <laughs> yes, 1,000%. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds disagrees. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I do did enjoy Batman. If you guys get a chance, go see it. Nathan hasn't probably seen it at this point, so... Probably won't. Yeah. Well, he might. I don't know. Is he a Batman fan? Uh, I don't think so, He's but weird. He's, like, into some stuff and then not into stuff. Yeah. It's like... I'm I imagine he'll see it, though. I mean, it's, a, okay. it's a good movie month, though. Right. We, or we get, well, TV show, too. You got Moon Knight and mm-hmm. Mobius coming out. Yep. You got Doctor Strange coming around the corner, yep. so... Yep. It's not, not a bad time to be a Marvel fan. I do no. think I'm going to have to go no drink next time because my bladder was like, listen, man. <laughs> yeah. That well, was three tough. hours, man. Three yeah. Hours is long. It was a long movie, but it was worth it. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, movies was great. Um, you know, we got Daylight Savings Time coming back. Spring forward. Didn't know that. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to it. Mm. Kind of so sucks at, even worse with a kid. So, at work, we normally don't, like, start doing work till it's light out. Summertime, you know, it's. 7 7 a.m. it's already light right in the winter time and it doesn't even really get light out till like eight o'clock so we kind of have an excuse to sleep not in. do it well not sleep in but like just not do anything for like uh, okay. 40 minutes and yeah. now it's getting light out they're kicking us out of the barn earlier dang 
Yeah, I just always think about, like, the fall back is great. You're like, oh, wait, I get another hour of sleep. This is going to feel good. And then when you get the spring forward, you just just drag in the next couple days. Mm. I'm not looking forward to it. But, all righty, well, let's get into what people came for, the big fights last night. Um, me and Brandon actually caught them at a B-dubs. Yeah, that was my first time ever watching the fights in a public place. I haven't won. Not. I, well, they stopped for a long time. Yeah. And they, I mean, I remember when I, in like 2010, like after high school, that was like mm-hmm. the move. Here's a question. Was it worth pay-per-view though? That's something that I I talked to him about. Here's the thing. It's definitely worth a $5 cover we paid to get in instead of $70 for yes. the pay-per-view. Yes. <laughs> and, it, you know, I talked to him about it too, and I meant to bring it up last week, but it's like to not have a title fight and charge $70. And then they, I don't know if, I mean, you didn't get a chance to watch it, Jacob, but I guess ESPN Plus went out. In the second round of the main event for a little bit. Mm, really? Yeah. Didn't know that. So it's like, I mean, luckily we got it at there and they got it on through cable, but yeah. Um it is different watching it in public like that. It wasn't very bi- it wasn't very packed in there at all. No, it was very like, empty. I bet people don't even know though. Yeah, they don't really advertise it. I hope people start going though, because I would love to rather just pay five dollars and splitting up seventy. Yeah, I didn't mind having and, food and I mean I mm-hmm. mean I remember in twenty ten we used to go in there like two hours early and order mm-hmm. food and just wait because it would be so packed. Yeah. yeah, me and Nathan and Damien used to do that all the time. I was telling him, me and Nathan watched Silva's Son and One. Mm-hmm. We were the only Silva fans there. It was like standing <laughs> room only. Like like people oh, yeah. were standing in the aisleway. And like, it was crazy. We watched um, some GSP fights there. I mm. specifically remember a couple of them. Yeah, there's there's some good ones. I'd imagine it gets a little more packed as they keep because, like you said, if they just kind of got back to showing them, it's probably going to take a minute for people to realize and then start mm-hmm. filling in. Well, and this wasn't. I don't know if this was the paper. I mean, I'm glad they did it this way, but you know, I felt like this card would have been perfect if there was a title fight at the very top. Yeah. To have like the Colby Mazaval and then RDA and then you know Barbosa Mitchell and some of the other ones. Like, I think that would have been perfect. But you know, you can't. Things don't always line up that way. We've seen it the past couple of years. People get hurt. Stuff falls off. I know they probably thought that this – I don't know what the – I didn't hear what the numbers were, but they probably thought this was like a big enough one that, oh, well, people like these guys. They want to see them fight, which it, it could have still been true, but it did make it a little bit interesting. So going into the fight, Brandon, what did you think about uh, – the main event coming to Mazdaval. So main event for me, um, it was a great fight, man. It was fun to watch, but for me, it was pretty much exactly what I expected. Um, Mazdaval had some pretty decent takedown defense most of the fight, but as it kind of went along, dude, Colby's pace is just unbreakable. I mean, he mm-hmm. just keeps going and going, and he was able to take Mazdaval down. I want to say every round and hold him for a lot of it. He had a ton of control time, sixteen and, uh, minutes. Yeah, the the biggest it really reminded me a lot of the Robbie fight. Um, but the biggest difference for me was obviously Robbie in that fight. He set the record for the most strikes in in in, the, in a fight. And then this this one with Mazadol, he had same similar positions, but he wasn't throwing as many. Mm-hmm. He wasn't landing or throwing as, nearly as many. But he was just maintaining that top position. But it was it was a good fight overall. Um, like I said, just pretty much went how I expected it. How'd you feel about fifty forty four as one of the judges? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I can kind of see that because I think outside of the leg kicks, um, and Mazadol dropped him in round four. But, I mean, outside of those few moments, man, Masvidal was just sort of on his bike and playing catch-up. I mean, mm-hmm. he was on, he was in turtle a lot. He was trying to recover um, from being, the, you know, from the takedowns and just playing a lot of defense. I know that's something mm-hmm. we've been talking about. But, yeah, man, I could see it for, I think it was round two where he really had no offensive moments to me. Um, I could see it. Well, what's interesting, though, right, we have a 50-44, a 50-45, and then 49-46. Mm-hmm. So these judges saw this all completely 
differently, at least in some forms. Um, you know, I'm with you on that. I think that Colby looked really good. I mean, he looked like a Colby. He did start – I did feel like he started to slow down a little bit, um, but I think he had wore on Mazdaval so much that he could afford that, especially into those later rounds. Um, the way he wobbled him in the fourth round with that punch, if, if Mazaval is fresher, maybe he gets a chance to finish that, but, you know, he can't really chase him because he might walk right into a takedown. Yeah, so. but like I said too, man, when, and look at the Usman fights with Colby. Colby took some shots that yeah. nobody else was taking from Usman. I don't think Usman made him, like, his legs buckle like that, though. I feel like he hit him with some good stuff, well, but... He took him the first yeah. fight, you know? No, I mean, yeah. I don't know. It was... It was interesting. You don't really see him get hit like that. But he's – I was telling you at the fights, I wonder if Colby's going to fall in love with this whole I can stand and fight with people because we've seen that with guys. You know, there's guys with a lot of wrestling acumen or grappling and they just decide to stop using it. Mm-hmm. Damian Maya. Right. I mean, <laughs> freaking Yoel Romero, he's Olympic level. You know, Roy Nelson, black belt, is like, nah, I'm just going to just throw bombs. Like, yeah. you just see that sometimes and it's just interesting. Um, hopefully that doesn't happen to him because I think – the fact that he does wrestle so well with somebody like Hamzat coming up and some of these other guys, you know, he's going to need that. I think he uses it, man. I honestly just think Usman is just such a unique task that nobody nobody can mm-hmm. wrestle Usman the way that, you know, even Colby would want to. Because, like, if you look at the fight between the two Usman fights when he fought Woodley, he was throwing out a bunch of takedowns, massive all, a bunch of takeout, takedowns. Usman's just a different breed, man. Mm-hmm. Colby landed 218 strikes out of 338. That's pretty accurate. And it, it, what was funny is, I mean, I would imagine most of those are ground and pound because I mean he did he did land a couple punches, but um, I got toward the, like I was telling you at the fight toward the like the third through fifth round, I think Mazaval knew he was just <clears throat> excuse me throwing out the jab to get to the takedown, so he really wasn't he was eating them, but he was just like, all right, I need to watch for when he shoots. Mm-hmm. I thought Mazaval did a really great job of keeping his back against the cage and not giving up his back. If you watch it, um, he did. Colby was trying to get a choke or a neck crank on him the whole time, and he just couldn't get to his back. Masvidal did a really good job of keeping his back to it and not letting him wedge in between there, and he actually was able to get up th- via that a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Masvidal definitely got, probably got a lot better in that area, but you know it's kind of like the Ronda Rousey thing. It's like if you haven't been doing something your whole life, it's hard to catch up to somebody who has. Yeah, and like he said, the wrestling, like in his interview, he said the wrestling <laughs> just wasn't there. The wrestling was flat, and it's like, you know, I don't – I don't know exactly what he meant by that, but it's like you're never going to really be on Colby's level. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how much the wrestling could have been there. I don't know if he meant that defensively, offensively, or what, because he had a few offensive, offensive moments of this wrestling too. But um, I don't know. So where do they go from here? Yeah, that's the that's an interesting question. I know we were talking, and you know, Covington called out Poirier. Um, I think that the way Covington's kind of arranged his mouthpiece to get what he wants, I think it was going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we haven't really heard nothing about the Diaz Poirier thing, if that's actually going to actually happen. And I think for Poirier, you know, he's talked about wanting to go up. This kind of makes sense for him, um, with him having his kind of like Covington, a couple failed attempts at getting the belt. So I think that'd be something I would be interested in. What are you thinking over there, Jacob? I like that. I mean, it, for Covington, the it's a no brainer that, you know, Dustin's the, you know, the main, the main, uh, the big fight, but I really don't know where Masvidal goes. You know, yeah. what I mean? they, you know, some people are talking about him versus Connor. Leon fights there, depending on what happens with him and Usman. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's you know he has. If you look at his career, man, it's three wins, two losses, three wins, three losses. What about a rematch with the uh, Wonder Boy? Yeah, just because they're both kind of <laughs> riding that train right now. Yeah, and that was a a decision fight. Um, I mean, there's some young guys. I guess you could. I mean, you don't want to necessarily put him as a gatekeeper if you just gave him this big contract. But yeah, I mean, top. He's they. You know, he talks about he's the biggest draw, but then he's a gatekeeper too. You know what I mean? It yeah, kind of defeats the purpose. I mean, what you do have for him. And it's kind of like the Cerrone thing, right? Is you know he's going to show up and fight people hard. And you can sell hard fights. Like you can sell, oh, this guy's going to show up and they're going to bang. And sometimes you need that because, you know, we've seen some of these people hold out for money, hold out for a better sh- a better fight or whatever. I think at this point you keep Mazaval around as like the, oh, nobody wants to step in and fight Hamzat? I will throw this guy at him. Or nobody wants to fight such and such? We'll throw this guy at him. I, I don't know if that's the move. But, um, I mean, this is three in a row, but you're talking Usman, Usman, Covington. Yeah, you're three in a row to the top two in the world. And, I mean, before that, he has wins over, obviously, Diaz, Askren, Till. Um, so, I don't Ma- know. Masvidal's kind of in the same position Colby's in. He's just one notch down. Right. Like, Colby, you know, lost twice to Usman, but then he's clearly yeah. probably the first or second best guy. Mazadol's just a notcher mm-hmm. down from Colby. So. And what makes it interesting, too, is, you know, somebody like Whitaker in that similar situation. The guy can beat, with Covington-wise, yep. he can beat everybody but the champ. So what do you mm-hmm. do? Um, and I know we've talked about Whitaker going down to 70 would be interesting. Him and Covington would be, I feel like, would be really interesting at 170. Yeah. Um, but who knows what, what happens for Mazadol. Hopefully, hopefully he can get back on track, man, because I do think that he brings a lot. Um, he is very marketable. You know, if they ever end up doing like a Miami card, he would go off kind of like Derek Lewis in Houston or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a really good showing for Covington. And I, I mean, unfortunately, with him having the two losses, he's going to have to kind of cycle through a couple people before he can even kind of make a claim at getting back to. Yeah, I thought I thought the Poirier smart was the Poirier callout was smart in that regard because he had a game plan in his head of where to go. Obviously, you can't go Usman again. I mean, mm-hmm. but Usman did say in one of his interviews I saw that a third Colby fight interests him just because of how close the second one was. But mm-hmm. again, it's just like the Izzy Whitaker situation. Like, yeah. it's just a weird spot to and be in. And it's a smart move by Covington how, too. How be- Volk too? Same same kind yeah. of mm-hmm. same kind of situation. And, and it's smart for Covington too because he's bigger. I mean, I know Dustin has fought at seventy, but. He's gonna be, you know, this is gonna be. Colby's not that big of a. Uh, no, he he does. I feel like he, you know, as much as people may not like him, I feel like he really does do the right things. Right. You know, you never really see, like Patty, right? Everyone mm-hmm. loves Patty, but then you see him a week after the fight, and he's fifty pounds heavier. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I feel like Colby kind of generally probably stays at about one eighty five to one ninety at the most mm-hmm. year round. Trains hard. Well, that's what yeah. they say. They say he eats clean. He doesn't drink. He's very just disciplined in that regard. So I mean, if you can get past the act, man, he probably is one of the more. Well, and that's the thing, right? I, I bet you somebody like John Fitch looks at him like, dang, I probably should have started wiling out and saying crazy things. Yeah. They're almost. I mean, Colby's made a lot of advances in the striking, so I'm not saying they're that. But as far as the originally being branded as kind of like the boring oh you know you control people but whatever um i don't know it it does make that interesting but hopefully um they get some good fights out of these two guys because i think that they are very exciting so hopefully they get them lined up moving down we got rda rafael dos anos fighting Henito moicano um it was like a nine-day notice from Okano. It's a catch weight at 160 we have rda coming away with the unanimous decision pretty dominant 
Um, yeah, I mean, it was the, the story for me was, you know, RDA put on a clinic in terms of the wrestling, um, just really went in and took mm-hmm. them down at will. Um, fairly good in, in the striking. Um, but it, the bigger story, I guess, with the whole fight itself was Moicano showing up the way he did. I mean, mm. he was, dude, Moicano's a dog. I yeah. mean, he was in that fight the entire time. And it was a five-round fight. Um, they kept it that way, right, because previously that's what it was scheduled. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your question? What happened at the the very end, like the last, like, 30 seconds? I saw, I think it may have been Ariel said something about he kind of late. RDA was like kind of laying off him a little bit, kind of yeah. being nice, and then he did something like try to probably take his head off or something right at the end or something. Well, Moicano didn't stop. Here's the thing: you you see these fights where these guys are getting beat up, and you get like, "Oh, stop it!" And I agree. I do kind of feel like it should have been stopped maybe in the fourth because he was just getting pummeled. But the problem was he was still landing, he was still defending, he was still fighting on the feet or on the ground. Both, really. Well, he was, Yes, but th- there was a moment on the ground, I distinctly remember, when Morcano's head was getting bounced right. off the canvas a few times. And at that point, it's like, okay, that's too much. But he survived. I mean, he got through it, repped it, and yeah. call it. And then, like John said, when anytime they were on the feet or he had any chance, I mean, Morcano was throwing. He was yeah. doing something. Well, happened. and even on the ground in that point, you know, I was talking about, and I, and I bring it up all the time, is when fighters get tired, they do what they know. Morcano's a really good grappler. So when he he did get dribbled a couple of times, but then he was able to come up, grab him, stall out a little bit, recover a little bit, and that's why I didn't get stopped. But um, you know, for RDA, you know, he only had five out of fifteen takedowns. It seems like it was more, but what it was is thirteen minutes of control time. Every time mm-hmm. he did take him down, he was holding him. He was landing elbows. Yeah. Um, it was t- it was tough, but hopefully Moicano can get like a, a favor out of this. I mean, he definitely deserves one, and I don't want to take anything away from RDA either. RDA looked fantastic. His wrestling was was perfect in this fight. His striking looked awesome. He landed a fantastic head kick that dropped mm, him. Yeah. Um. I mean, he 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 did really well in this fight. It was just really big on Moicano to show up, show up the way he did and just stay in the fight. Right. Uh, I know Nathan sent to the group that he's on the Moicano hype train. He's he made a fan out of him, and I agree. Um. You know, the way he was able to land on the feet, uh, he landed some big shots, some yeah. big punches. Not saying that a, a full camp changes it, but I'm also not saying that a full camp wouldn't make it a little bit more, you know, inner or closer a fight. Yeah. I mean, you definitely have to have Moicano in the conversation now, though, just in terms of, like, who he fights next. It's got to mm-hmm. be somebody, you know, worthwhile, right. given his performance here. Yeah, I agree. I think, um, you know, he had a really good showing for himself. I mean, I don't know how many people you know to even get through five rounds too i mean the guy said he was like sitting on the beach with his family and got a call and in nine days had to make 160 pounds and fight one of the toughest guys in the in the whole organization so definitely you know for rda though like i don't know he he made a really big statement for himself i know he's trying to make one more run to the title yeah his third run he said um you know to get into something interesting they were supposed to do the islam fight islam said he wants it and they and RDA said I want it, so they got into that, and then all of a sudden things change, and now it's Moicano. Well, Dana comes out and basically tweets that he went to bed thinking that the Islam fight was happening, and he woke up and it wasn't. Islam responds saying maybe you should have stayed up later, blah blah blah. So there's a lot of a lot of stuff still in the air about what happened with that. I am under the idea of I feel like Islam probably wanted more money because Islam doesn't duck people. But RDA has a whole career of not ducking people. I mean, the guys fought Habib, Usman, everybody. Um, so that that definitely does make it interesting because Islam, you know, I know he's he's kind of like the upgraded version of 
maybe even a lot of things, but even like the trash talk and the putting yourself out there, branding on social media, that type mm-hmm. of stuff. But what do you think happened with that? I don't know, man. I, my thing is Islam didn't need to fight RDA. He just came off that win over Bobby Green. Like that, It wasn't necessarily a step back because obviously RDA is higher up in the rankings than Bobby, but he didn't have to turn around and fight on short notice against you know uh, a very in shape, ready to go RDA. I think mm-hmm. it was very, that would, it would have very much been a favor. So I can understand wanting a little bit of a bump in bay, but at the same time too, I mean, how many times have these guys been scheduled to fight each other and it's fallen through? Right. So it, it really doesn't surprise me on some levels. Yeah. It, it's interesting because it does, it, it does paint a, a different picture of maybe Islam, you know, it sounded at first, it sounded like, oh, this man, Islam is just a savage. He wants to fight. He just fought, you know, him and RDA have had words before they were supposed to fight a couple of times. So, um, but then for it not to happen, like if that had happened, it would have been like one of the craziest moments in UFC history. Great moment for Islam to just further say, like, I deserve this title right. shot. So they, but they said now that Islam and Benny's going to get rescheduled. What mm-hmm. was Benny's injury? Why did he pull out? Was he it? got his toe caught in a mat, kind of like how oh, Alex geez. did. And um, they said it was really bad. I'm sure. Um, but it's interesting though because. You know, just last week, it's like, oh yeah, Islam probably is getting the next shot, and then this fought, this favor falls through, and it's like, oh no, actually, I'm making him do a number one contender. And what I what I brought up in the group that's interesting is Connor's been talking all this. I can't wait for my next title shot. I'm fighting the winner, da 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 da, and people just kind of brushed it off. But then you have Dana kind of posturing like, oh, well, I'm gonna make Islam fight somebody else now. Who we don't know how long his recovery is going to be. We don't know when he's expected to be back. So that's a whole right. Other. And you got uh, Ramadan. I mean, there's a whole, yeah. a whole kind of a line perfectly for Connor to be like, "Oh, when's my next title fight?" And Dana to say, you know, and we maybe get more into this in the news. But did Dana come out and say, you know, um, it all kind of depends on who has the belt in terms of whether or not t- Connor fights for the title, which is crazy. When's, Ga- when's Gaethje and Oliveira scheduled? April? It's the, yeah, it's the not this next pay per view, but the one after, right? Yeah, so seventy five. 275 actually got it right in front of me yeah so and it's just interesting you know connor hasn't won in forever um but we also know he's biggest star in mma history um and and i was telling him like imagine what is habib going to do if if they pass up islam and give this to con like i was like man they're under contract so he can't pull them and make them all just go to eagle fc but i bet you that's what he'd want to do i mean the guy doesn't like Connor at all, and then to have him pass up Islam for it would have been would be not to say it's going to actually happen, but Dana's done some pretty crazy things when it comes to title shots. I'd be I'm I'm really interested to see what they're going to do for the uh, international fight week mm. in July. Yeah. So the rumor, you know, what I've seen is they're talking about Connor coming back for that. So that could be what they mean by who has the belt, right? And if those guys are just you know if Islam's going you know has the Ramadan in April. You know what I mean? He may yeah. he may not be ready. So then they're like, "Oh well, we're just joking. You got to fight Benny and then let right. Connor jump in in July versus Oliver Ch- or Oliver uh, Gaethje." So that's so May seventh is Oliver Gaethje. Okay, two seventy four, June July. So I mean, that's two months. I mean, they, that's a that's a turnaround. You can make yeah. that happen. It, it just gets interesting. There's a lot of really good guys at fifty five. In it's a sticky picture, and you know, but but Connor sells. Connor's you know, it's he he doesn't get treated like everybody else because he's not. He's a brand. He's a lot of things. So, I don't know. It just it just gets very interesting at that point, um, because you know when we talk about the money thing, Connor's the highest paid. Uh, Izzy just got his contract, making him the second highest paid. They're saying Mazavals makes him the third, but then you still have 
you know, Usman, who's there, I, he hasn't necessarily complained about his pay, but if Mazaval's getting more money and he knocked him out. Beat him twice. Right. Um, you got, you know, uh, Francis with his contract situation. Jones and Steve Bay have both said they don't like their pay. Um, there's a lot of guys who've complained about it. There's some guys who don't, but there's a lot of guys who do. And eventually, you know, paying these guys is great, but eventually you run out of money. Yeah, I don't. My thing is, I guess I always go back to is UFCs. When it comes to that type of thing, they've just never lost. Like I don't, I can't think of a time where there's been a sort of a, somebody who had an issue with their pay, and then it just so happened that, you know, they stopped fighting for the UFC, and that's because that's kind of what we're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's people who have had long stretches without fighting, like Jones, but for the most part, man, I, it just seems like UFC always gets their way. Yeah, I mean, there's been a couple guys who leave and have success. Um, obviously, Bader had a lot of success leaving. Musasi's had a lot of success. Then you have guys who don't. You know, you have Mighty Mouse. You have, like, Benson Henderson. There's a couple guys who just don't do as well outside of it. But a well, lot were of... They, were they super vocal about their pay, though? Um, Not that I remember, I guess. I know... Um, Corey Anderson, as soon as he went over to Bellator, started talking about how much more money he's making. But he, that was when it was like a big talking right, point. Already. Yeah. And you have like Chad Mendez, who recently came out and said he he knows he's made more for that bare knuckle fight than the champ at heavyweight. I don't know. It's it gets interesting. It sure does, especially with like this the lawsuit stuff coming up, the posturing that's going to happen. I don't know. It it'll definitely get interesting. Moving down the card, we had Edson Barbosa and Bryce Mitchell. At featherweight, one for the good guys. It was a, it was definitely, um, man. So, it, it's how Bryce Mitchell was going to win yeah. for sure. So you're a big Barbosa fan. So you yeah. can tell me what, what were your thoughts. I thought the leg kicks were probably he was probably like two or three leg kicks away from doing exactly what he wanted to do. Because I seen a, a video of them backstage like hugging, and Bryce could oh. barely stand up and yeah, move. Limping real bad. I saw. Um, so I, I think that part was right, but. You know, there's not there's not been very many guys who've controlled Barbosa. It's like Habib, and then some other guys can take him down, but they don't really control him. Mm-hmm. But Bryce just really came with. They didn't even have to, you know, get out of guard. Um, I do think he was a little bit safe, a little bit. I don't think he was going for as much as he could, but he controlled and he did what he needed to do to win. And you know, because you mentioned too during the fight, Edson's looks super strong. I mean, right. he looks like he's not fun to deal with on the ground. Like mm-hmm. when he gets his butterfly hooks in, he does a fantastic job of extending guys, um, elevating them. He just looks like he's not super fun to hold down. So that could have been part of it too. Right. And you know, in the first round starts out, they're filling each other out. Bryce throws a straight and it drops Barbosa. Yeah. And then from there, things get a little bit... Um, then that's when Barbosa starts get kind of having to get on his bike, and then Bryce starts working his takedowns. Um, and then, like I say, with Barbosa, a huge fan, but when he's down two rounds, round three gets very predictable. He has to land something big. When you miss something big, you're wide open for a takedown, and Bryce did that. But on this point for Bryce, like – I mean, this is the biggest one in his career, and it's a really big one. Something else interesting, and I want to get your take on this, Jacob, just as a coach. Like, So Bryce is pretty notorious right now for staying in Arkansas, like a very small camp. With Rolly Delgado. Yeah, so what are your thoughts on that? Because like, obviously he hasn't sold out, so to speak, gone anywhere big. But he's having success right now at a pretty high level. So do you think that's going to catch up to him, or do you think he, it's possible somebody can sort of do it all the way he's doing it? and just? I, I definitely think so. Um you know, I, I, I personally don't think, like, Gaha, I don't think we're far off from, like, sending guys to, like, a big level, you know, mm-hmm. just in our little spot. Right. Um, he has a, that Roy Delgado, I mean, he's, like, a legit world-class black belt coach. I don't know much of his other coaches, 
but I'm sure he has a he has a ton of training partners. Uh, you know, he seems like he you know lives a good life. Probably stays in shape probably year round. Mm-hmm. Good country boy. Probably strong. Has a um, farm. Yeah, yeah. I, I was watching the uh, what do they call that? The, the embedded. The embedded. Yeah, I was right. watching him do all that stuff. How do you not like that guy? Right. <laughs> and he raps. <laughs> Best rapper in the UFC. Sorry, Tyron Woodley. Yeah. Uh, he seems yeah. he seems passionate. You know, what I mean, mm-hmm. I I doubt you'll ha- see him like try to go to like ATT or something right. like that. I don't know. He probably gets a lot of attention. You know, or not like attention in a bad way, but probably gets a lot of focus. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like for me, like when we had all those. Um, we did that back-to-back fight card, right, right. for Coliseum Combat the Friday, Saturday. Mm-hmm. That was horrible. I probably mm-hmm. spent 40 minutes every day after class holding mitts for five guys in, right. in rotation. But if I do five, I mean, that's someone sitting out tw- – you're sitting out 20 minutes in between mitt sections. Right. That's a lot of, That's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. So if he can get a lot of individual help there instead of getting, like, kind of lost in the crowd at, like, an AKA or ATT. Right. Yeah. Do I you think, think let him rock. I was gonna say, do you think there's something to be said though, like about if you're the best guy in the room in the room, how are you getting better? How are you pushing yourself? Yeah, I mean, so I, for me, that'd be like bringing people in because, like, I would say Kyle's, you know, the best jiu-jitsu guy. You know, what I mean, like, I push him, and like, you know, we got a couple of those I can kind of push him. But besides, you know, one or two of us, we, no one really threatens him. He's got to, I've got to bring in, you know, Sean Fallon or something. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Someone nice to uh bobby emmons any of those guys to go down same with like uh you know when zoe comes and kickboxes mm-hmm. you know what i mean i you know he could probably benefit from going to like you know thailand and going to tiger muay thai but i think i think he's good staying right at his roots you know what i mean or mm-hmm. you know maybe bring in a, co- a you know a couple training partners right. or whatever they got to do that's what i was thinking is i feel like you know, you definitely need to have some people to train with that will push you, like, just to have a bunch of punching bags and guys that you're dominating all the time. That can't be great. But I know he trains with, like, some wrestling teams in Arkansas. Like, he's he's definitely getting down in it. But this is, a, I mean, this is a huge one for him. He's 15-1 and one now. His only loss was on the Ultimate Fighter semifinal. What's that put him as a rankings? Um, he was number 11 in the, going into this, right? I believe so, yeah. So this definitely gives him a, a big push, man. I mean, this is his biggest win, but it looked really, really well, and I don't know how many guys are wanting to to see that at 45. Mm. Um, and then for Barbosa, man, he's a tough fight for anybody. Um, to me, he's definitely a legend in the, the sport going from 55 and then now. I mean, he's still 22 and 11. That's still a pretty good record, and he's had a tough run, um, a good run at 45, but a tough one. He had the split decision with Ige. You know, he just came off the Gige Chikatse loss and then this one. So hopefully, you know, they still give him some good fights. I, I don't know if he's in that, like, make a climb for the title picture anymore, but I do still think he's um, somebody who could, they could really use as a measuring stick for guys like the Bryce Mitchells. Not necessarily a, a gatekeeper, but maybe a top 10 gatekeeper type of guy. I was talking to Brandon, and I said uh, I actually had Edson winning that. Me too. And I, I thought it was just – I thought he was just going to be a little bit too much for Bryce – um, but I, I solely believe that Edson on his given day could be anyone at 45 right. and 55. He just, he just can't ever put it together when it counts. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I said, I do still think he was probably two leg kicks away from changing a lot of that fight because like I said, Bryce, his leg was banged up, but you know, he did what he needed to do to stay away from those. Um, moving down, we had another, uh, really interesting one. We had Kevin Holland and Cowboy Oliveira. Damn. So, 
Yeah, this one tail of two rounds, right? Yeah, this was crazy. So the the first round, right? So Cowboy comes out and they're they're pretty back and forth. They're both exchanging really well. Cowboy's having the better moments, and Mm -hmm. then like towards the end of the round, I want to say the last 20, 30 seconds, Cowboy gets Holland's back and he holds it, and he doesn't have a deep choke, but he's got he's kind of sneaking it in there, and Holland's sitting there with his thumbs up. (laughs) He had he had like a a rear naked choke with a seatbelt grip. Yeah, yes, which I. I've been tapped by Jesse Ray with that before. Yeah. And wow. it's, it's not fun, but it, it takes a special type of person to get yeah. you at that. Well, it's the initial camera angle, it looked like he was under the neck. So I was like, it oh, did. man, this is bad. Yeah. And then it comes over and he's like, yeah, he's got his thumbs mm. up. Like, So then when he walks off to, to end the first round, you can tell, he, you know, he lost the round and he knows he lost the round. He's shaking his head and he's like, you know, dang it. Like, you can see him saying that because he, he clearly lost that round. Round two starts and it was a maybe, I don't know how quick it was. It was like 30 second. seconds into the round. Yeah, it was, it was a. Very short end of the round, he just lands a one-two and just drops Cowboy and then just unloads mm-hmm. elbows and hammer fist. And Cowboy didn't look out. He just looked like he literally could do nothing about it. I mean, he right. just couldn't get any space or any moments where he could move. And then, obviously, the ref had to step in and stop it, man. So, Holland was able to come back and salvage what was a rocky first round. Yeah. I, well, and I think for Holland, too, if he didn't get that finish, he kind of, like, blew his load. He was just throwing – he probably threw – I don't know, maybe like 40 ground and pound strikes. And I was just like throwing elbows over mm, him. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, how exciting is Kevin Holland at, Dude. at 70? Yeah, with his, the way he talks and his personality, there's a lot of fun matches. And that length, man, the way he, I mean, he uses, that's why that one-two works so well. He uses his length really well. I was telling Brandon, how funny is it that he's like Travis Luter's protege? Like he ran, he found Travis Luter somehow and that's what. I think it's. I think it's more funny what he's doing right now, beating up those internet trolls. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, like, as a gym owner, that's like liability one hundred and one. You know yeah. what I mean? I get they sign a waiver, but it's still it's still kind of funny to see these guys think they can hang with the UFC fighter. Mm. Kind of like you know when we were t- I messaged you guys about that Vitali fight. I'm like, yeah. Dude, like those guys look like they never even learned how. I mean, it doesn't take that long to learn how to throw a one two. Right. But they're sw- he, like Vitali was swinging like a girl. Yeah, it looked like, like I said it looked like two <laughs> like cousins a, like at recess or something. Like it was, it was embarrassing. I was telling him I, every time I see Holland now, I just think of that video of him chasing that dude down and holding him in that scarf hold until the cops came. <laughs> um, but and then he reminds for, me so much of Damien. Just kind of yeah. how his attitude is. He's like, yeah. he, he's like a funny dude, but he, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I mean his fighting style is listed as kung fu, so. Yeah, I mean, he says he's got a black belt in it, right? Yeah, so. There you go. And for Oliveira, you know, he's a tough guy. I mean, not a lot of guys finish him. No, that was pretty impressive in itself. Um, You know, and he's he's somebody who's, I feel like, is like that measuring stick for a lot of people. Um, it's four in a row for him, unfortunately. He's lost to Randy Brown, Nico Price, and now Kevin Holland. Um, I don't think he's necessarily probably going to get bounced just because he is a tough guy that they can put people against. Um, and we've seen people stay around longer, Sam Alvey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. So who knows? But um, moving on to somebody who we might not be seeing anymore. <laughs> Greg Hardy. Greg Hardy. Taking a tough L against uh, Sergey Spivak. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think I, I was watching, um, I think it was Izzy was doing his picks for the fights and stuff. And he basically was just saying how for Hardy, it's like it's very hard to learn on the job, period. But you don't learn in the UFC. It doesn't work very well for you when you're learning how to fight mm-hmm. MMA in the UFC. Literally. Yeah. yeah, literally learning how to fight in the UFC. Um, You know, he just was never able to really put it together, unfortunately. Talking um, about this fight or just in general? In general. I, I feel like he's had moments where, 
if you click on his name on the real quick, if you click on his name in the ESPN app, it takes you to his football. It doesn't even bring up his MMA stuff. Wow. So, but no, you know, um, he, he is dangerous. He's very athletic. He's strong. Um, I mean, he rocked two of Asa the fight before this. He just so happened to fall or run into a punch that rocked him and took him out. It's just, he's just so unaware on the ground. It's just a problem. I mean, it's just, you need to just tell how clueless he is and just how uh, unsure of himself. And and the gas tank too, man. Like as soon as he hit the ground, there was just nothing there. And that's the second time, I think that was the second time he had been finished like that. um, After getting taken down where he just had no answer. Like he had no answer. He just curled up into a ball. And I'm really trying hard not to bash the guy, but that just is what it is. Why? Because Why not bash him? I don't want to be rude. How? <laughs> I mean, you think he was rude to the girls? That he had? Mm. Oh, well, you know. Yeah. Well. <laughs> so, <laughs> I guess uh, we're being fair. You know, sometimes with these football athletes, you, yeah, you see him have a little bit of better takedown defense, too, but not the yeah. case with him. Well, yeah, he's a bomb. That might be true, but then when you get somebody like Spivak who's willing to just hip toss you, there's not much. <laughs> your yeah. hips don't do much. He does train with polar bear team. Yeah. So that's interesting. That's uh, my, that was my very first MMA nickname. The polar <laughs> nice. Bear. I mean, for Sergey, I mean, the guy's only losses are Walt Harris, Tibera, and Tom Aspinall. That's not a bad list. No, I mean, you're talking about guy outside of Walt Harris, but Tibera and Aspinall, you know, they're rising up and are you know probably close to getting some consideration for big fights. Speedbox on a bit of a run, isn't he? Yeah. Um. He's he beat Olenek. He beat that Jared Vandera. Um, okay, tied to Avasa, he submitted him. Yeah, he just lost to Aspinall before this. Yeah, though. gotcha. But I mean, he's still a problem. I yeah. mean, mm-hmm. with that grappling and um, you know, he he did. He's very violent with his ground and pound. I mean, he was punishing Dan Hardy. I think I think for or not Dan Hardy, Greg Hardy. But I think that's it for him, though. Yeah, I don't think we need to see Greg Hardy in here again. If you do, it's just, you know, the name and the eyeballs. That's really all it is. Well, it's not even worth it at this point, I feel like. Well, you know what might happen, honestly, is they put him on, like, some early prelims or the prelims. Because the fact that he's on the main card, that just goes to show that, you know, he's got the name. Yeah, it's, yeah. I I don't want to see him anymore at this point. Um, I, I think that they're, you know, we talk about all the time for heavyweights. If you go like three and zero, like a three and zero fight, you could probably get into the UFC as a heavyweight. That's just how they work. They they need people so bad. So, bringing somebody else at this point, I don't, I'm not really a big fan of that. If you're for Sergey though, I would love to see. I know he just got beat by Aspinall, but I would love to see him get another good, another good name. I don't know who that would be at this point. Mm, maybe give him that Josh Porter, who just fought, It'd be a good fight. Yeah. There's a couple good guys, yeah. Um, but to move into the prelims, I don't know how many. Did you see much of the prelims? I did not. I the prelims did not. is. Um, I saw that dude, the main event of the prelims, knocked buddy. Yeah, Jalen Turner. I was oh, watching. Well, I was actually watching a little bit of that, and he was like not like literally looked like he wasn't even throwing, and all of a sudden just cracked him. I don't know how the guy makes fifty five. He's. I thought he was like seventy. <laughs> no, he's one fifty five. Right? Dude's a monster. Um. It was funny as I, I I got into B Dubs right when he was fighting. I was telling him I was like, "That's right, we watched." Hey man, that, yeah. everybody were saying about how like good this guy is. Like they they really have him as the guy to watch. And I was like, I hadn't seen him fight. And then we look up and he finishes that guy the way he does. I'm like, oh well, that's why, because this guy is just violent, man. Six three, one fifty five. Yikes. Um, but a lot of the other ones, we got some some really weird judging. Um, yeah, you were talking about that. Yeah, <sighs> Marina Rodriguez. She won by decision against Jan. What is it, Brandon? 
Yan Jianan. Yeah, there we go. Have you say it? Cause I always say it wrong. No, Yan looked really good, man. Especially the first like th- uh, first like two rounds. I feel like um, I think she kind of got robbed here. It was a split decision. Um, Marina didn't look bad. She just looks like she was hesitant. She wasn't really letting go until the third round. But I think Yan landed a lot of really good shots. Um, I don't know that that one was a weird one, and then um. Nathan's boy, the Romanian, he fought that Kennedy in Jakuu, mm-hmm. um, and he that in jo- that Kennedy had gotten eye pokes. He got worn three times, um, so they took a point in the third. But a lot of people feel like he he won the third round if there wasn't for the eye pokes. That would end up making that nine nine or whatever, make it a tie, and then so I thought it was going to be a draw. Um, not to take anything away from um, what's the guy's name. The Nicolay, mm-hmm. not to take anything away from him, um, he did really well. I know he's um, uh, had a really good run recently. Had a that his last knockout was a really good one against that uh, Ike Villanueva. But I don't know. I feel like that Kennedy um, did really well, especially using his length. That guy's huge. Have you seen him? Mm-mm. He's just ridiculous. Um, he looks like a heavyweight. The fight looked like a heavyweight against a welterweight. Really? That's the size difference. The two I didn't see, so on the early prelims, Umar and Magomedov. Uh, Ooh, naked choke finish. Yeah, stand perfect, 14-0. And then uh, Tim Elliott coming away with the win, my boy. I so, like Tim Elliott. I do, I love Tim Elliott. I was telling him, did you see Tim Elliott doing them vet moves, them, them glove grabs and hey. stuff like that? Hey, this is what it is. At one point, he had his glove in his hand, and he pulled him into another punch. Like, in, like his obviously oh, getting his arm like pulled. A, like a South, like a South yeah. touching. Good for good for him. I um, like Tim Elliott, especially when he beat up that dude. When did you hear about yeah, on yeah, his yeah. last fight? He was, was getting smashed mm-hmm. in the cage. Mm-hmm. He's like, you want to hit on girls or something yep. like that? Good for him. And he might be the best wrestler at 125 in the UFC. He was, he, and and the dude he was going against. Um, Trains obviously with Habib in them, mm-hmm. and he had some really good moments too with the wrestling, as far as some really good um, transitions and got some good takedowns himself. But I did not see him um, getting took. I mean, he got took down three out of nine. He got two out of ten. He had a little bit more control time, but it just felt like Elliot was a couple steps ahead of him for most of the fight. Um, and then with that Umar, geez, man, I don't last name Ragamendov. I'm not gonna lie; they're all looking a little bit better than Habib. Different, they're looking more, more well diverse, ra- you more see well rounded face right now. I mean, more diverse. The, the disrespect you would ne- you would never in your life see. <laughs> How Habib. can you say they're better? You How can ne- you say you that would now? never in your life see Habib though kick a question mark kick like that with his lead foot? Okay, how many titles have they won? Not, I'm just saying they're looking. I didn't say that they are. <laughs> okay, and then um, who's the one in Bellator? Usman. Yeah. Ooh, looks great. Looks He's, great. Ooh. Way more exciting. So you're a fan of Russia, Brandon. I'm a fan of the Russian fighters that we see in the UFC and Bellator. You and Putin friends. Oh, jeez, are we doing this? No, I'm not going <laughs> to do that. <laughs> I'm just um, I mean, and, and props to Brian, too, um, yeah. for stepping in and taking that, and winning that fight. Yeah. Not a lot of guys are Mm-mm. calling out any of those. Nope. Uh, like, who, who wants to fight? Right, you know, the the Any Dagestan's man, right? right. Just absolutely zero. Yeah, and, and there's also there's striking's coming along too, as well. Yeah, you know, you kind of are telling as the this newer younger generation, which is you, what you're right. You know, what I mean, they're it's not just pure wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know what so, I mean? Oh, Sa- is it Saeed or Said? Saeed, yeah, Saeed, yeah, Saeed. He was just one with the spinning back, but who mm-hmm. did he beat? 
um, I can't remember oh who it was, gosh. but yeah, you know, it's kind of like the Gracie thing, right? You see them have this, this, uh, fundamentals, this foundation. It took a while for guys to break off of it and add to it though. Whereas this is like, you had the generation of Habib and then now it's like, oh no, no, now that we know this, now that we've made you wrestle since you were five months mm-hmm. now when you're seven we're going to start putting you in taekwondo <laughs> and all these other things because yeah. these guys are the way they're putting it together it gets scary hour mm. um makes you nervous oh yeah and you know brian was on a little run himself uh, i know he had the loss to ricky simone but he had two really big wins and um he was looking to try to take him down and all these other things but i just think you're seeing these guys uh step up and it's it's like i said scary time for a lot of people um but yeah, all I mean, in all, is a good card, man. Yeah, I mean, no, no title fight, but still a lot of great fights to see. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I'd, I'd prefer them not do that. Yeah, like make me pay seventy dollars to watch a rival. You know, just a beef, yeah, just a rivalry. A beef like, yeah. granted, there was a lot of build up and there was a story there, but not a lot of couches yeah. are gonna understand. Well, that. it's like I said too; they didn't do this much, you know, promo and build up for Whitaker and Izzy. Right. Well, but the idea there though is that you just had there was just more of a it was more than just a story. I mean, you had the title. Right. So yeah. I, I don't know. It's it, yeah. It, this it, it, this definitely could have been the best fight night ever. Instead, it was a, you know, middle of the road pay-per-view, yeah, I feel like. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. So. Well, but, any, yeah, that's a great way to put it. But overall, really great fights, obviously. Is there anything else you guys want to say about the That's pay-per-view? all I got for that, man. All right. Well, this coming up weekend, we got a banger. Fight night, so no paying. Which is great, obviously. Mm-hmm. Did Nate send his picks? No, he I'm didn't. Picking, I'm picking for him. Oh yeah, I sorry, like Nate. Hey, I like <laughs> That's it. where we're at. I don't think lose. I don't think he'll do you wrong though, Brandon. What do we got going on for this main event? So the main event we got Tiago Santos versus Magomed Ankalov. So the story here is Magomed Ankalov has been a lot of people's dark horse in the 205 division. Um, he's been sort of plowing through. His one loss is against Paul Craig in a fight that he was winning. And then end up getting caught in a triangle like the last ten seconds, very Chael Sonnen Silver Silva esque, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Tiago S- Santos, he is one and two in his last three. Um, his last win coming off of uh, that Johnny Walker fight, which he looked okay. Um, so the question here really is just which Tiago Santos is going to show up for me. Mm-hmm. If it's the one that shows up that fought John Jones, we're got a fight on our hands, boys. But if it's the one that we've been seeing as of late. You know, there's a good chance we see Magomed sort of pull that ace in the hole with his wrestling out and just mm. run through he's Santos. He's pulled out, though. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's I mean, he's a, he's. I would almost consider him more of a stand-up fighter at this point. I would as well, but he's also got great wrestling, so that's why For I sure. say the ace mm-hmm. in the hole because, like, he can absolutely stand and trade with Santos, but if the Santos that fought Jones shows up again, do you want to stand and trade with him? Yeah, that's, that's where it gets interesting, right, because – these guys, are, there's a lot of guys who got striking, but there's not a lot of guys with a hammer tattooed on their chest that yeah. can put people out the way Santos does. So do, how long do you play with that? I mean, even just look at his fight with um, current champs, uh, Glover, right? I mean, yeah. he dropped Glover in that fight. He had him hurt bad. Um, but Glover's just Glover, came back yeah. and won. And I mean, for Ankalov, you know, that Vulcan Ozdemir win was big, big-ish because Vulcan, he had that little run and then... He kind of just kind of turned into this middle of the road. Doesn't really matter much in the division. I feel like. Well, it was Magomed's. Def- it was his biggest win, for right? Sure. I mean, the Krylov win was big. The Kutalabe stuff was kind of weird, having to run it back. Yeah. Um, still big nonetheless. And uh, obviously, you know how we're 
how we feel about Paul Craig. He, you know, 205s has this weird resurgence of being so deep right now that, you know, the top 10 guys have all beat one of the other top 10 guys and they all kind of have a claim to being, you know, close to being contenders. Mm-hmm. And, and for Santos, you know, he definitely had a, you know, sometimes when you see these guys have close fights, like a championship fight, <clears throat> they struggle with getting back on what got them there because they feel like, oh, I have to protect the decision. I, you know, I have to protect to make sure I win. Right. Um, you know, the Rakic fight, he just didn't really let go very much. Um, seemed like he was real hesitant. Um, and then, you know, this last one with Johnny Walker, a lot of people kind of felt like he didn't even really win that. Yeah, no, including me, man. That was a close fight. Um, it wasn't a super exciting fight. So, again, for me, it just – which Santos is going to show up, man. Right. You, you think about the Santos that knocked out Jan Blahovich. That's a scary guy. Mm-hmm. But then you look at the one who's had these kind of, you know, snored you know, decision fights that aren't very exciting. Right. But he does have that ace in the hole. He has that X factor of if he lands something big. Put your money where your mouth is then. I'm just saying. Yeah, because I'm taking Magomed. Yeah. I'm taking him by decision. And we didn't even update the points. Yeah, oh, Brandon, why don't I'm you update us on our points? Okay, so currently on our points. So, John, or you, oh no, here we go. Do it. Do it. <laughs> nope, I, don't know. I pressed <laughs> random button. I didn't know which one was it. <laughs> so, currently in last place, we have John because you had zero points last night. Yeah. yeah. So, you're sitting at, still sitting at nine. Um, me and Nate both had two points because we called the correct fighter, but we didn't get method or round. Mm. So, both of us are sitting at 11. So just a two-point nice. difference. Well, and then obviously we didn't get the RDA fight because of changing. Correct. So that could have – which, I mean, who knows if Fizee would have been able to take those takedowns and did better with it. We'll never know. Never know. So, so, so I get first pick since I'm in oh, last yeah, place. Good call. Good call. So – you say Maga men, you're, you're scared. So Just saying. I'm taking Tiago Santos. Good for you. First-round knockout. Okay. <laughs> there's no fear in my heart, boy. Well, I'm playing I'm playing smart. But if you pick Magomed, you're a coward and your family name will never be remembered. How? I was my original pick. Mm. Just I mean if you're scared, say it. Go ahead and pick. All right, I'm picking Magomed by decision cuz I want to win. Brandon Nameless. It's your last name now. For Nathan, what do we got from Definitely Ankalov. Let's do like fourth round TKO. Mm. Do the punches. That's pretty good. Nice. Okay. Do you have those written down over there? I'll get them. All right. So for this next fight, this is an interesting one. We have Marlon Marais fighting Song Yadong, greatest last name in all of MMA uh, with Yadong. Um, You know, for Marais, it's crazy to think at one time he was like that guy. You know, he came in from, um, what was it, World Series of Fighting Mm -hmm. and was on a run there and then came over to the UFC and – you know, went on a, f- a four-fight streak, including a Sun Sal, Aljamain, John Dotson, and Jimmy Rivera. Like, who... Dude, that Aljamain knockout was nasty. Who's went through four wins like that? That's just so crazy. Mm. Then he loses to Cejudo. Um, he wins by split decision over Aldo, which I still think he lost that fight, but... Well, of course you do. Um, drop th- then drop three straight. Three straight. Sanhagen, Rob Font, and Rob, but those are all, once again... Who's beating those three? Yeah. The champs. Right. That's it. Um, so it, it's tough because, like, you know, three in a row, you know, if if he doesn't win that split decision against Aldo, that's five. But, you know, looking at what he's done and the people he's fighting, it's definitely tough. But those last three are all knockouts, too. It's not like he's just getting out, like, 
he's not losing decisions. He's getting knocked out. Yeah, and not to put this isn't like a knock on Song Yudong at all. But if Marlon loses this man, you're getting close to stay or leave at that point. Just, yeah, it's hard, to, especially like you said in this division. You know, going three, taking three L's in a row. It's it's tough to come back from that because who are you going to get? And like I said, this is sort of his chance with Song Yudong to show like, okay, are you still? top tier competitor at this point or do we need to start kind of looking elsewhere so. right and you know um maybe you have a division change if you don't pull this off because your boy song Yadong has just been he's on a on a good tear i mean he's beat cody stamen he's beaten marlon vera he lost a, de- a decision to kyler phillips but then goes on to beat casey kenny in this uh julio arce 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 I don't remember how to say it right, but it's all you, man. Right, uh, I'm sure just I'll hear about that next just week. Be confident. Um, but no, he's. I mean, the guy's lost one time since 2016. I mean, he's been on a super run. He's kind of the crown jewel of alpha male right now. I feel like so. This will be interesting since I do get the first pick. Um, you know, Song Yadong has. I mean, their their numbers are really close. They use they strike up mo- mainly. They both will use their wrestling if they have to, but I'm going with the young Yadong. I'm going to go Song Yadong, unanimous decision. Yeah, I'm going to go Song Yadong as well. I think, um, man, I just think Marlon's a little bit done. I just don't, I just don't think he's, I don't think he's going to be able to continue competing like he did. I think he had a fantastic run, but just the way he lost to, you know, it's a big part of that. I think they were all finishes, were they not? Yeah, the last three were all knockouts. Um, yeah, so I. That that health bar, right? I mean, it just starts going. It goes down every mm-hmm. time, and it doesn't ever really come back. So I'm taking Song Yudong as well. You you took him decision. I guess I'll just take a second round TKO. Nice, good. Nate's Ooh. taking Marlin for yeah. Decision. That's how you pull away, man. Nathan yeah. needs, needs something he, to pull him out. Man, you know, it, it's going to be one of the polar. You know what I mean? He's right. either going to lose, really, probably knock out, or. He's going to realize that he's on a three-fight skid, and it's either put up or shut up. Right, because he has and, the skill to do it. Oh, 100%. I mean, so. He's beat some of the toughest guys. So there's those are the fights that we're highlighting, but, man, this card is. There's a lot of up and co- There's a oh. lot of, like, sleeper fights, up-and-coming fights on this one. Like we talked, I'm, I'm ex- I love watching Drew Dober fight. Oh, yeah. Um, um, uh, Sadiq Youssef and Alex Caceres. I mean, Alex Caceres has been on a nice little run lately. Man, absolutely love it. Uh, I mean, he's beat. I mean, this is five and he's got five, five and zero in his last five. And you then beat someone big the last fight, and there you're like, okay, now you got to give him someone like better. Yeah, it was a. Uh, let dog says, he beat uh, Wu Chow. Man, I feel like oh, he beat that Chase Hopper kid too. Oh yeah, um, so that's a big one. And then Sadiq Youssef, I mean, the guy only has um, two losses. He's a uh, another big one coming up from uh, Nigeria. He just lost to Arnold Allen, but Arnold Allen's undefeated, and he's about to fight Dan oh, Hooker in London. Right. Yeah. But before that, he beat you know Andre Feely and a couple other guys. Um, he's really fast, and even in that Arnold Allen fight, he didn't look bad. Um, he he was getting off his strikes. He just Arnold Allen is just I think a, a different type of guy. Dude, even at the bottom of the card, man, let's not forget Alex Barra down there. Oh yeah, I mean we got Khalil Roundtree. Um, you know, Jacob mentioned Drew Dober and Terrence McKinney, who we know has been like had the craziest UFC story ever right now. Um, just from his his story, and then to have a seven second knockout, and then getting that sub the last fight, and, th- and these aren't against pushover guys. Um, 
you know, he pulls this one off against a Drew Dober who, you know, just recently fought like an Islam yeah. and he moves up really, really fast. And I mean, the guy only has three losses and that was the last one was in 2019. So it's been a minute. What are we reading? Nice. Dan fight just got announced. Oh, nice. Awesome. And the last, last fight on the main card is Alex Pereira and Bruno Silva, which mm-hmm. Alex Pereira is the guy that beat, uh, knocked out Izzy in his kickboxing fight. He's coming for his head. Izzy's scared. He's four and one. Um, I'll be interested to see. I mean, he's he he got choked out his first fight, and then he's knocked out the next four guys. Yeah, but you have to see it against the guy, like the guys that are better measuring sticks. Not his last fight necessarily wasn't necessarily that, but Bruno Silva is a tough guy, man. Um, to get to to pull him on your second fight is tough. I mean, the guys, um, he's on a streak as well. He's won like his last one, two, three, four, last ten fights. Jeez. Um, well, this his three UFC fights are all knockouts. So this is this will be like one of those another step. Up. Whoever wins this one, especially if they win by knockout, are the oh this is the guy to send to Izzy. They'll probably still fights away, probably three or four fights away. But this is the guy that they're going to start pushing. Whoever comes out of this one, I feel like. Alex Pereira, it seemed like he still has, at least for me, a lot to answer for in the grappling department. I mean, he he did pretty well in his last fight in defending the takedowns, but he, you can just see the anxiety in the, mm-hmm. in the sense that he didn't want to get put down there. He's in, he's in a good camp, too. He's training with Glover in, yeah. in Connecticut. And, you know, we see they have a, a nice little group of guys out there now. Um, yeah, and then the undercard, there's definitely some – some other good ones that Chris Montino, is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. The guy who fought um, Sean O'Malley, he's on there. So definitely a good one to check out, um, especially for free, yeah, fight night. It's free. It's going to be at the Apex. I wish they would just start going back to random cities with some of these, man. Yeah. I'm kind of tired of the Apex. Don't like the Apex? Yeah, it's just, I, I don't know. It just doesn't seem the same. It just makes it all seem, I know they're not sparring. I know that. Mm-hmm. But I think it's something about the crowd, like, erupting and, and having a part in that that I like. Yeah, I don't mind it, man. It's something about, I kind of, I like it sprinkled in every now and then just to hear the coaches and hear people yelling that you don't usually hear. Right. I think that's kind of cool, but I get the crowd side too. Alrighty, well, we're going to move. We only have one thing I want to talk about in the news, so we're going to get to it. And it's a, a big topic. A lot of fighters are talking about it. Me and Brandon talking a little bit about it at the thing. It's the Cain Velasquez. Um, if anybody hasn't seen, um, came out in the news that he had getting charged, potentially getting charged with attempted murder for shooting somebody, um, chasing somebody down and shooting them. Uh, first, there was no other details other than it might have been something they don't know. Comes out that a, a relative of his had been um, molested or sexually assaulted by allegedly, allegedly mm-hmm. by one of the guys in the car. The car was being drove by the guy's dad and the, the guy. Uh, Kane chased him down and shot at the car. I heard some people say like a hundred shots, but then I heard a guy only got shot once and it was non-life threatening. So I don't know. I don't know all the details of that, but I don't understand how, if, if your goal is to, you know, I'm assuming his goal is to kill this guy, right? Attempted murder, shoot at it. Like how can he have not done it in a better scenario than a car chase shooting and, you know, yeah, I, I hold the idea that, he probably tried to get his hands on this guy. And they ran, got in a car and took off. He chased him down in anger. I mean, and I don't know because when I looked at the mugshot, it definitely looked like a guy who said, 
yeah, I did it and I'll do it again. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was kind of smirking a little bit. Mm-hmm. But what I want to get to and, and see kind of get your guys' opinion is obviously the MMA community is behind Kane 100%. Free Kane, yep. all these things. And a lot of times we talk about, you know, if I was in that position, if somebody did that to my daughter or my niece, I would do the same thing. Everybody says that. But there's also laws. You know, you can't just – I mean, we just all watch the Batman. You can't be – vigilante justice is not something you can legally do. Well, one thing I think about a lot is uh, I don't remember when it was. It was a long time ago, you know, probably 20, 30 years. But the dude's in an airport, right, and he's going to jail or, you know, getting on a plane to go to jail or whatever. And the kid's dad that, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. comes up and shoots him right in the side of the head. Right. I think that dude only had like four years – got off on like four years of probation. Yeah. Like he, he had like a – you know, barely a slap on the wrist for shooting someone in the head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you know, for Kane's side, he hasn't came out and necessarily said that he regrets it. He hasn't said that, like, it was a lapse of judgment. And, you know, when we talked, you know, last night, um, you know, if somebody's okay with getting disciplined for what they did, you know, I mean, you did what you did. That's part of it. But Yeah, that's my thing. If you're, if you're willing to accept the consequences, whatever they may be, then you know it is what it is now I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that everyone should go out and do whatever they want just for right. that but in that scenario like you said people have a little bit of an understanding we're all human mm-hmm. if somebody does something to your family or somebody that's really close to you you're going to have you know a reaction to that that is probably going to be a little more um you know aggressive so i you know i can understand that but again the laws are laws like you said and i mm-hmm. think we should respect those but if you're willing to face the consequences then Right. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, courts get things wrong a lot. And, you know, it's not a, it's not something that people don't know when it comes, especially when it comes to the child stuff, the predator guys, a lot of them get off real easy. Um, I mean, people talk about it all the time. So if something did happen and it really happened and the guy got off easy, Kane sees him, he's mad, blah, blah, blah. You know, like I said, I can't tell you what would happen if that happened to, like, my niece and I seen the guy and I can't tell you what I would do. I can't be like, oh, I would abide the law. I I can't tell you that. I don't think anybody would. Right. People think they know. Well, and some people say, oh, I would do that too, and they wouldn't. Mm -hmm. They see the guy a couple times around town and don't say nothing. So it it is interesting, but I just wanted to bring it up because as much as it's, you know, free Kane, he did break the law. Yeah. And the guy he shot wasn't even the guy who did it. It was the guy's dad. Which you can't blame somebody's fan, like parent for what somebody else did, unless there's more to the story, we right? Don't know, and we don't which, know all the yeah. we don't know all the details. All we know is somebody did something. When's when's court, like do they have a when's court filed or anything? I think like he made that, a court or? appearance already. Yeah, I I've seen pictures see. of him like in the jumpsuit or whatever. Is it going to like trial or? It probably will. Or are they are they well, accepting a plea deal for something? Or? I don't think we know. I don't, I don't think we have those type of details. Um, I'll be interested to see if maybe Dana throws him a good lawyer or something. I don't. I don't. I know Dana's been real supportive of it. Yeah. But like I said, you just it's tough because you know there is due process, there is rehabilitation for people who mm. are. Ba- I'm, I'm just saying that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah, I don't. You know what I'm re- saying? That's There's, just. That's just. I, I mean, I've I've watched so much Chris Hansen. Oh, for sure. But but I feel like when people are like that. There is no rehabilitation. That's their preference is, right. is that, you know, if you were attracted like redheads and you're like, well, dude, you, you need to change that. You can't help that. That's just what. Yeah. I mean, it, weren't, weren't you talking about that one time about that psychiatrist? Who was it? Not Sam. Was it Sam Harris or something that came out with a book that, about like saying that these guys can't help it or something? That's why he came under a lot of flack. 
Mm. Yeah, I've seen some some stuff like that. I think it was Sam Harris. It's, so. I don't think it. I haven't heard that from Sam Harris, but that is something that's coming out. There's actual mm. people that, or I'm sorry, like psychologists, and there's papers and research being pushed out now that's kind of showing some, some suggesting I should say that there's actual people like you said who sort of have this attraction and it's kind of becoming mainstream so to speak there's people who think that it should be looked at as that's a different episode (laughs) but yeah no i just wanted to put that out there you know um with the mma community getting behind can that probably feels good for him yeah somebody who's had like a weird run like a a monumental like probably top ever heavyweight run until it wasn't and had that rough fight with francis the last one kane's probably a top three heavyweight of all time though yeah i would say so at least top four or at least top five but probably top three just very injury prone. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. and it's it's crazy about the heavyweights too, right? If you defend well, it like three times, you're the best. And when he was in his heavyweight, there really wasn't much. Out. I mean, you had Fabricio and you had JDS, mm-hmm. but there really wasn't like a bunch of guys that were ready to right. rock when he was at his his peak. And I mean, you can say that now too. I mean, you yeah, have Aspinall. True. You have Aspinall coming up, and you have a couple guys, but or two of Asa, but you don't have a lot of them. But hopefully, um, you know, things go good for i mean hopefully kane got what he wanted out of it you know when you think about stuff like that is it worth it i guess we'll see you know that's up for him but uh it's my song of the week how much time do we have we're at an hour but i didn't want to i don't want to push it too too crazy because sometimes those episodes get a little bit brazy brazy we have five minutes we have five minutes what do you got you just want to start a fight is what <laughs> to do. a little bit <laughs> <laughs> um okay so i want to talk just as quick as we can about judging and how we can make it better. Now, when I was uh, I was cornering Schaefer up in Maryville, right? And I was, you know, where my corner was, I was sitting right next to the judge. I'm like, hey, I have a question. Um, over the last, like, four, I think it was like three or four years ago, they made a lot of rule changes. Like, it used to be for, like, a grounded opponent. They said anything but the bottoms of your sole of your feet on the ground means you're grounded. So mm-hmm. one knee, one hand, one finger, you're grounded. Right. Well, they changed that because what happened was guys were, like, put on their fingertips, and they could still be offensive. Right. Then there was a short time where they changed it and said, you need both hands or both knuckles to be grounded or one knee. Right. And then they've re-switched that again. And I was talking about, you know, about how they've changed judging because he's – and he said how he looks at judging. He says, who would I rather not be? Now, you could be like, okay, this guy had – you know, hit him with a couple one-twos, nothing super clean, but this dude kicked his leg so bad he can't stand up. Or maybe this guy maybe kicked him five times, but that dude hit him with a right hand. Now he has a big gash on his eye. He's like, well, I'd rather not be that guy. So mm-hmm. the other guy won the round. I'm like, well, okay. Coming, you know, from wrestling jiu-jitsu, you're like, okay, well, wrestling scores, even if it's just a for a moment, if you get a takedown, that's two points, right? right. But in you know, people, he said, he specifically said, because I specifically asked about it, he said, you know how corner is always like, last 30 seconds, steal the round, get a takedown. He said in his eyes, that is doesn't mean a single thing, that the takedown will only matter if you, like, hurt them, like a big slam, or if you did ground and pound after the takedown. But just 15 like seconds left, I get a takedown, hold them for 10 seconds. He said that doesn't even mean anything. Right. And I'm like, well... Yeah, and but it, it depends how you look at it. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, you know, mm-hmm. coming from a jiu-jitsu wrestling, you're like, okay, well, that would be two points or 
maybe a little bit nodge if it was a close if it was a close round does that take down mean anything are you looking at all the variables you know how i'm assuming all the the judging they probably get that head strike significant punch counter mm -hmm. after each round maybe i don't know yeah I, I don't know if they have to keep track of that themselves or and, and i saw jake paul posted you know obviously he's trying to be an advocate for everything in the world mm -hmm. but he uh he put that there needs to be six judges and you have they're in sets of two and they need to deliberate in that minute and figure mm -hmm. out both judges have to agree because it, it is ridiculous that you get a 30-27, a 37-20, or a 30-27, and then a 29-28 for the other guy. Like, how does that make any sense? Right, and, and I think that goes to how people, like you said, that judge feels like that, but there's also other judges that, you know, I don't, the pitter-patter jabs don't mean nothing to me, but if some guy takes you down and, and you know, controls you, that's a big thing. So I, I think it's... They also talk about not rewarding defense is a big thing. Um, so <laughs> so, so for, for me, you know, like, let's say I... And mounted and I hip escape and then I get him like with an overhook and you know I'm in you know get the half guard then get the full guard I can't be rewarded for that because there's no offense right um I don't know I I, I, I think there has that. to be a better there has to be a better way to judge or set the criteria for judges because he, there's always going to be bias right I can right. look at it and be like oh this guy's doing way better his his jujitsu like Joe Rogan for instance in jujitsu matches he thinks that if you get someone in a triangle and it's really, really close, like they're like, oh, you know, and then they get out. He said you should get like 10 points for that because you almost choked him out, which ended the match. Instead, you get zero points. Right. And I'm like, okay, well, that's something to explore. You That'd know be like mean? a knockdown in like a kickboxing or something else. Like yep. I, that's how I would look at it. I, so they did, well, now they have they have advantages in jiu-jitsu, but some, they really have gotten away from advantages for IBJF. Mm -hmm. But advantages don't mean anything unless it's the end of the match and the score is tied. Mm -hmm. But, like, how does a – like, someone being in a triangle for, like, three minutes almost getting choked out, how does that mean more than me popping my knee up for five seconds? Right. So there's, you know, there's yeah. a lot of trains of thought. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's, you know, bringing in fighters to judge. First thing you got to do is cut out Sal D'Amato because that might be – that dude's put out some of the worst. I, I think more judges is good. I actually don't – don't dislike the Jake Paul idea. Honestly, I think it's interesting. But for me, it's all about wherever we can apply objectivity, we should do that. Mm -hmm. Now, there's going to be a lot of places where you can't, right? There's just a lot of gray area in fighting, and I get that. But there, we've this sport's been around long enough. There's there's a lot of repeatable instances, right? Takedowns in the last minute of the round. Um, a lot of, like, Izzy Whitaker, you know, their second fight where there was just a lot of that moving backwards but scoring more jabs like how does that work what where, mm -hmm. what is that objectively so anything for me where we could add objectivity to it in terms of a definition or a point value is what i'm looking for right i think throwing in live judging would help out a lot too man. and you know max holloway's talked a lot about that yeah. he'd like to know if he's up or down going into the rounds which mm -hmm. you know it's I, I i don't i don't hate i would like to see maybe some other organization adapt that rule first yeah. like a like a one or something like that how they're doing the weight class mm -hmm. stuff or or eagle how they're adding a 65 pound weight class okay let's experiment because there ha there has to be a better way there's no reason that you can be at the pinnacle of the UFC that we've been doing this for 25, mm -hmm. eight years or whatever it is, and that these judges, with all the education, you know what I mean, they could possibly have, yeah. and they, there's 30, 27, 37, 20, 27, and then 28, 29, 28, 29 for the other guy. Right. Like, that's just incredible. Yeah. There has to be something 
better. And I, I think the yeah. uh, the low, a lower promotion needs to step up yeah. and play with the rules. Because yeah, it's not going to be the UFC. No. They're not going to. Heaven's sakes, no. I mean, they won't even adapt new gloves to get rid of iPods. Oh, so. jeez. Um, but, you know, I, I agree. You know, maybe maybe having a, a more vetted version, like a vetted test to get to judging. Maybe, make hey, watch this fight. Tell me what you think. And if it's, like, really off, like, yeah, no, never mind. We can't work with you guys. Um, I don't know if it's, you know, ex-fighters. Like, like a jury trial? Yeah, something or like, like you know, that. like, jury yeah. select or whatever? Have, having a more of a, a sum, the submission process maybe being more vetted. I don't know. I don't know if it's coaches or ex-fighters that need to step in and, and help out with that. I, that would definitely help. Yeah, uh, but you also... I mean, I look at, you know, obviously I'm a little bit more biased toward jujitsu because I've, you know, if I have a guy on bottom that is literally doing more damage, but he's not on top, mm -hmm. like... Kyle in his first fight, he got hit zero times. He was just on bottom the whole time, some, you know. So you know, some people count that as the other guy. I I would probably say Kyle, you know, if you're thinking of damage and then closest to finishing the fight, mm -hmm. Kyle would have won or should have won his first fight. But the other guy was on top and half guard. You know what I mean? So maybe in your six judges, half of them have to have a black belt. Yeah, I mean, or or maybe some type of experience or some type of connection to something. I, I and think, whatever their background is, you know what I mean? Obviously, the wrestler's going to be like, oh, man, he hit a double. That's way better than – and the boxer's going to be like, oh, they're just they're just sniffing each other's nuts. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There's there's going to be bias that right. way, but there, there has to be a better – I like Brandon, you know what I mean? The objectivity, you know, take take the opinions out of it. Try to get it as – as uniform like as possible where, right. you, where you can and yeah. then when you where you can't then you have to go into the contextual you know bias yeah. and all that stuff well, blood might, blood's a big factor you know what yeah, i mean guys who cut easy yeah i know like, a lot damn. of people thought um uh, i think it was faber or something that he wasn't getting hit but he was moving away and his hair would move and they would make the crowd we react did. Click, yeah, 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 yeah so there is a lot of weird things like that i have a little curveball to throw what if fighters tied up for finish only fights like a sub only type of thing for jujitsu, <laughs> yeah. but finish only. So oh, fight's so. only over when somebody gets TKO. So, or you're okay, okay, so I, have, I have a lot to say about this. Uh, so sub only is fine. Uh, right. So you know, ego uh, James and AJ tournament they they do sub only and they say the average matches for the sub only is actually shorter than the regular ones. Because if I'm like, okay, my match is five minutes. Okay, I get a takedown. You know, I mean, I kind of just call. I you know, I know in five minutes going to be done, but when it's no time limit. I'm like, man, I need to get after and get the finish. But then you flip that, then you have Gordon versus um, Keenan on their first match, I believe, at Grappling Industries, which was over an hour because no guy yeah. wants to go in there and try to like you know right. dump his load and sub on. I don't, I don't love the no time limit, but right. we used to do this. And <laughs> when I was probably like a blue belt, we used to do choke rounds only so no arm bar no leg locks uh and you can't tap yeah, you've done that to me before nice oh man you you've never fought for your life harder <laughs> right. and you know you're never get there's no tapping out of the triangle yeah. or choke it'd be interesting I, th I remember they're i think they're called like the maybe the i remember there was some type of kickboxing organization that did like knockout like they were like minute rounds but it was a multiple fight tournament so guys were just trying to knock I, out and get i didn't hate i didn't hate something. i didn't hate pride the the, right. the the one 10 minute and if they didn't have a winner they do a five minute yeah the diaz would love that yeah i um, i didn't i didn't hate that you know what i mean it would ten, be, ten I minutes be 10 minutes lets you work right it'd be interesting if they just offered 
different type of fight. You know how WWE, uh, oh, I'm challenging you to a cage match, or I'm challenging you to this. Chairs and la- ladders be, and it'd chairs. It'd just be kind of yeah. interesting to be like, I challenge you to a Pride Rules fight. Oh, Nate Diaz is going to finish well, right. one. One of us. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens with that, with the kickboxing, or the Muay Thai in uh, MMA with that root and, and, and uh, yeah, Mighty Mouse. Mighty Mouse so, mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll, we'll see where things go from there. Uh, my song of the week is going to be Future, March Madness, because March is about to be crazy. NCAA wrestling. <sighs> March Madness, the yeah. true March March Madness, <laughs> one thirty three still popping. Man, it's gonna be a good time. So, Brandon, what's your one for the people? Batman was great. Yeah, that, that I'm still kind of reeling off that. Um, go watch it if you're a fan. Um, I truly believe that it was the best encapsulation of the comic book version of mm. Batman, just nice. all the way around. Loved it. Go. I know NCAA basketball is the big thing, but go watch some NCAA wrestling. There's a lot of good wrestlers out there and mm-hmm. a lot of good matchups i mean i think you'd be surprised how fun it is to watch the ncaa tournament go look up, for austin, wrestling. Go look up austin DeSanto. Oh, i say he, what, what's the name you want people to oh, go austin DeSanto. he's 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 the most uh polarizing guy yeah. besides gable obviously but gabe everyone knows gable's gonna win he almost got taken down uh this Whoa. almost weekend <laughs> yeah, but isn't that, that's the conversation right <laughs> yeah, almost got taken down but austin yeah. DeSanto, he's 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 the wild one he's gonna yell he's gonna get in your face he's gonna push people yeah. you know what i mean he's more you he's gonna come more uh but it's it's really going to be RB, RBY and Dayton Fix are going to be the yeah. two, which I probably would say RBY is going to beat Fix. I don't know. Fix is tough. He's – I don't know. Yeah. I'm excited to see these, these guys also wrestle freestyle. You know what I mean? DeSanto, when he lost to Fix, how much he was controlling him if he could get the out-of-bounds, you know, like in uh, freestyle. Changes it up a little bit. Yeah. That's real, My one for the people is – think we need to change from a cage to plexiglass like hockey oh, yeah, you mentioned that. <laughs> i brought that up because you got guys grabbing the cage you yeah. can't really help that you can still see through plexiglass and it would be really funny to see people's face get smashed up against it so blood smeared everywhere yeah like crime scene it just gets kind of crazy so <laughs> that's what we got for you guys also watch all the anime since nathan's not here i'm gonna say that anime's great um, all of it dragon ball z yeah so Bacchus we love you guys really. nathan will be back next week we're sorry but jake's way better oh yeah jacob's the alternate universe nathan so Peace. Aiden doesn't even do that. I added that in. I like it. Yeah. Kind of so. did her own thing. Yeah. Love you guys. Love your mom. Drink water. Bye.